inside receiver's position, and they're looking to the right, and wide open, and he's going to go in for the touchdown for UBC, Alex Morrison, in for the score. Well, we talked about UBC. 59 yards. Yes, that's right. Hey, everybody. You're listening to CITR 101.9, and we are Thunderbird Eye. Does it have the leg? It does! Are you kidding me? Nico DeFonte from 59 yards to win the 81st party Qualifiers Erica Seltenreich Hodgson, she's out first in 26 19. Canada West record set back in 2010 by Erica Morningstar of Calgary at 54 51. Penny Alexiak holds the Canadian record at 52 01. Great swim here in lane four for Erica Seltenreich Hodgson and a tight race for second and third. But it will be Erica Seltenreich Hodgson at 54 48, a new Canada West record. Hello again, it's Jacob, Eric, and Jake here coming to you guys from UBC's Point Grey campus, broadcasting from the unceded and ancestral grounds of the Musqueam people. Today we are joined by Liz Wang. Hey, Liz, uh, who will be jumping on the show periodically through April. We're happy to have you on. You're listening to CITR 101.9 with this week's edition of Thunderbird Eye, always keeping you up to date with the latest UBC sports news, standings, and stories. This week, we are bringing you guys a special edition of Thunderbird Eye to close out the year. We'll be running 2017 sports highlights and a 2018 predictions episode. With volleyball, hockey, and basketball still underway for winter sports, a lot can happen at the back half of their seasons, and we're here to point out which team has been doing well and where some teams can improve. Yeah, so starting off with men's hockey, there's no really beating about around the bush here. The men's hockey team have been extremely disappointing. Um, they don't have the greatest record historically, but coming out of the gate this year, they did look like they could be a genuine contender. They started the season 5-3. and three. They were sitting in a playoff spot for some time on the back of some stellar goaltending from Matt Hewitt and excellent offense from Austin Viterl and Tyler Sandhu, among others. But there was that uh, grueling overtime loss to Saskatchewan in the first game of November that marked the beginning of an eight-game losing streak that is ongoing. Um, the offense has sort of fallen off a cliff as of late. It did look better last week, admittedly. They scored three goals in both of their losses, but they had been held to one goal or less in four of their six before the Manitoba series. They've also conceded more than four goals in six of the eight games on their losing skid, including a total of 13 goals over the two games last week. Their next game is against Calgary, who had defeated UBC in both of their meetings this season, 7-0 and 6-1, so there is a genuine possibility that this losing streak gets stretched to 10 games or more. And the issue with this team really has been defensive play. 
like we said last week, the issue has been a lot of high danger shots. Um, earlier this season, the problem was shot volume, but now it's just the shot quality that's coming in on net. That's been a real big issue for him. Yeah, the scoring has dried up lately for the team, and that's a big reason for the losing skid. But there have been signs of a high-powered offense coming back, so that's good. But on the other hand, the defense has not had any periods, really, of being good this season. If that can improve, then the rest of the team as a whole might improve as well. And hopefully it's not too late for them. The top teams in the conference, Alberta and Saskatchewan, are really starting to run away. Technically, UBC is only two and a half games back of a playoff spot, but they're 19 points behind Alberta, who's in the second-place spot right now. So it's going to be real tough and probably a conference final between Alberta and Saskatchewan. Yeah, on the bright side, it's the final. Uh, UBC does have the foundations for a good team next year. It's the final year for goaltender Matt Hewitt, but many of the forwards, especially the ones that have been producing this year, will still be with this with the team next season. So hopefully they'll be able to improve no matter what happens this season. Yeah, um, on the on the side of the women's team, they've been rock solid. They're second in the conference behind uh, Powerhouse uh, University of Manitoba. They've been getting some incredible goaltending, on, honestly some of the best in the conference. Uh, they're 10-4. and four. They're one game back of first in the conference, and they have the league's best goal differential with 10. Uh, they've been winning hockey games the right way. Other than the season opener to league leaders Manitoba, they have not conceded more than three goals in a game so far this season. Most of their wins are the sort of standard 2-1-3-1 hockey wins that a good team gets on the daily. They're playing a very sustainable brand of hockey with rock-solid defense, good shot suppression, and counter-attacking rushes. Head coach Graham Thomas has been full of praise for his team, and with good reason. Canada West have won, or UBC have won two Canada West Conference Championships in a row and have a good chance to get a third this year. And it's big part thanks to their goalies. I mean, Amelia Bond, she's the second string in her save percentage at 934 right now. And then, of course, Tori McLash, 942 save percentage. It's crazy. Not, not many teams have one goalie like that, and UBC gets two. Yeah, and UBC's Celine Tardif is one of the best defenders in the uh, in the entire league this season. She leads UBC not just the defense, but the entire team in scoring and is the highest scoring defenseman in the entire conference. On the forward side, uh, Hanning, Hannah Clayton Carroll is their offensive star, but she needs to be shooting the puck more. She has one of the highest shooting percentages in the entire league, but has just taken 35 shots all season. If she can find some way to start taking more, then her numbers should go up. The women's hockey team is great. They do have a flaw, though, and that's and that's the penalty. Kristen Toth, who really is a team leader, she's leading the league in penalty minutes per game at 2.77, which is super high. That's It's not normal, and that needs to come down. Uh, that being said, again, great team and a real good shot at a potential three-peat uh, Canada West title here. Yeah, moving on to basketball. The men's team ended the year on fire as they won eight straight games to end 2017 and are tied for first in Canada West with a 10-2 and record. They have the number one offense in the entire country, leading the nation in points, field goal percentage, and assists. And on top of that, they are second in rebounding and eighth in three-point percentage. Connor Morgan, simply incredible this season. The reigning Canada West MVP is making a very convincing case for a repeat as he is first in Canada West in both points, 25 points per game, and rebounds, just over 10. And he received a U Sports Athlete of the Week nod last week after two incredible performances against Regina. Elsewhere in the team, Phil Jalalpour has been rock solid at point guard. 
averaging 17 points, 4 assists, and 2 steals a game. While Grant Shepard has had an up-and-down season, but the first-year forward is still third on the team in scoring at 10 points per game on 60% shooting from the field, first in Canada West. Shepard was a bit down last week. We saw that, but Morgan, I mean, talk about filling in a role that was necessary for them to get those rather close wins against Regina, who was a good team. So great job by Morgan filling in, obviously the veteran leader on the team. And although maybe Shepard has had a bit of ups and downs, Morgan, like you said, just next level, next level stuff on the court. Yeah, looking ahead to January, their first game back will be against Lethbridge, who they are tied with at the top of Canada West. After those two games, the rest of the regular season is against more lower-ranked opponents before the playoffs start in February. On the women's side, it's not been as good as the men's, unfortunately, as they ended 2017 on a low note, losing their last five games and seven of their last eight, dropping them to 4-8 and eight in the season. They're really struggling right now, especially on offense. They average only 61 points per game, which is 14th in the conference, and they've scored 70 points in only three games this season. One of the few bright spots has been Madison Penn, as she's second in Canada West in scoring and fourth in rebounding, but there's not much else in the way of consistent scoring. Only two other players, Keelan Filowich and Jessica Hansen, are averaging more than five points per game, which has hurt them badly. Two of the biggest areas of weakness for this team have been three-point shooting and free-throw shooting. Thunderbirds are shooting 28% from three and 63% from the free-throw line, both of which really need to improve if they're going to make headway in the second part of the season. The women's team also going to be opening up against Lethbridge, and they're great in the women's uh, Canada West Conference as well. But looking even further ahead, we actually have two signings as of late for the Thunderbirds. They are Tannis Metcalf and Haley Council, and they're on BC's U17 Provincial team, and I think they'll be good additions to this upcoming team, Eric. Yeah, Metcalf is a six foot two forward from North Vancouver. Um, she uh, attends Carson Graham Secondary. She started all six matches for the BC Under-17s at the Canada Games last summer. Uh, she averaged 5.5 points and five rebounds. Council, on the other hand, is a five foot ten guard from Port Moody in her senior year at Heritage Woods Secondary. She started all six matches at the Canada Games, averaged 11 points, 4.5 rebounds, and two assists per game, and led the team in scoring on three of her six starts. They're a young team right now, and adding some young players while the rest of the team becomes more veteran leaders will be a great mix for the upcoming year. Okay, now looking to the men's volleyball team, the men's team finished the 2017 season with a remarkable performance. So far, they've improved their season record to 11-1 and and are currently ranked second in the Canada West. They're booming with offense. Currently, they have the highest serving ace count throughout the country with 107, and they're ranked set, uh, second in both kills and assists. The team has been unstoppable this year, except for a single loss against the Alberta Golden Bears on November 18. Right now, the team is only behind the Trinity, Un- Trinity Western University Spartans, who are hot with a current four winning streak and 0.296 hitting percentage. The team has experienced veteran athletes this year. Out of all the eight players who ha- had a big role this season, four are seniors. Outside hitter Irvin Ward leads the stat category for the team. As the team captain, he has 207 points, good enough for second in U Sports, and he also ranks third nation- nationwide with 170 kills and 26 aces. The veteran setter Byron Kudayaki is also clutch on the court. He has the top service aces in U Sports at 0.78 per set. He's also ranked fourth in the national with 10.09 assists per set. Take a look elsewhere on the court, right side Matt Guidi has also had a big impact for the men's team, totally 89 kills so far, which is the second on the team. He's also the third in, sorry, second in attack attempt behind Brar. 
um, if we're going to critique, the team still has to work on their defense, as their blocks and dig stand are really not up to snuff with the other teams in Canalist. The lack of defense may very well have to do with the powerhouse offense not needing too much defense. With that being said, the men's number crew remains on top 3 in kills at aces and assists. And looking into 2018, the men's team is going to play against the Manitoba Bisons coming back from the holiday break. With the regular season looking extremely promising, their playoff season will start in the middle of February, where this team can make a good run in championship glory. Yeah, uh, other than those experienced seniors on the court, this year the Thunderbirds have also had important newcomers uh, in the crew. Uh, former Canada Junior National Team member Finn McCarthy and Team BC All-Star Courtney Liu have been excellent Um Finn McCarthy especially has been putting together a really big impact on the court this year. Um, they've both positively contributed to the Thunderbirds' absolute dominance so far in this season. This women's team uh, for volleyball is making another case for why they're the best in Canada West, if not the country. They won U Sports last year and honestly looking like they could do it again. They do have tight competition right now at the top of Canada West with the Dinos and the Trinity West Spartans. But the Thunderbirds are currently riding a four-game win streak, and they are maintaining a 10-2 record. That being said, the Dinos are also 10-2, and Spartans are 9-3 with six- and eight-game win streaks, respectively. The Thunderbirds are ranked second in the country behind Montreal, uh, much in thanks to first-year Kiara Van Rijk. She's leading the UBC team with the composure of a vet, and she seems to not be cracking at whatever pressure is thrown her way, which is, is astounding as a first-year. She's taken a big leadership role and filled in uh, for players like we were talking about earlier, guys like Danielle Breezewell and uh, Kaufmanis, who left the team. So, been doing a great job at that. Uh, Van Rijk is second in the league in both kills per set at 4.11 and second in total kills at 189. She has a good combo of raw athleticism and on-court leadership. And as well as Alessandra Gentile's great sets, they've been a deadly combo that's been really difficult for most teams to take down. To start 2018, the Thunderbirds' schedule isn't too bad. But their composure will be tested in early February, which Liz was earlier mentioning for the men, um, when they take on third-ranked Trinity Western. Yeah, the Thunderbirds are still unbeaten at home, and given that seven of their 12 games that they play after the break are at War Memorial Gym, it's good to see that they can make home court advantage count. And they are simply dominating Canada West as a team, first in the conference in total kills with 629, as well as kills per set at 13.5, total assists and assists per set, and they're fourth in the league in digs. Yeah, and although Kara Van Rijk has been an absolute revelation for this team in her first year, she's been incredible, but they are distributing the ball well. Gabby Atia and Liv Ferlin have been excellent offensive pieces, and uh, setter Alessandra Gentile has been excellent. She's fourth in Canada West in assists per, uh, assist per set, and her she's been ex- incredibly consistent as well with only three ball handling errors the entire season. And that's what's really helped them, you know. I think that consistent, the consistency, getting the ball to Van Rijk, uh, game in game out that's why the thunderbirds have been so successful absolutely we are going to take a quick break for ads we'll be back in about a minute and a half hello hi do you want to go to a party with me no the game's on oh i almost forgot i'll be right there we like sports and we don't care who knows from shooting hoops to the super bowl do you like sports and don't care who knows then CITR Sports needs you. If you like sports, are into radio, or generally just want to have a great time, then come join us. Email our sports coordinator at sports101 at citr.ca to find out more, or come by the station in the new sub. See you soon. Hey there. 
My name is Callum Ng, the Executive Director of BC Athlete Voice. We are an athlete-focused organization helping British Columbia's athletes become their best. How do we do that? Well, if you're a BC athlete, we can help you with pretty much everything related to leadership, advocacy, and education. For example, we can help you find funding, start a new athlete group, or develop better public speaking skills. It's all at bcathletevoice.ca. And don't forget to look for us on Twitter and Facebook by searching BC Athlete Voice. Check it out. Welcome back to Thunderbird Eye. We are taking a look over at football now, and the season ended with heartbreak. Um, it's really sad, I think, that their season's eclipsed by that crazy Nico DeFonte field goal in that Canada West Championship because although that was honestly one of the craziest, craziest finishes to a game I've ever seen in person, um, I think that very well could be made into a Hollywood movie. But 59 yards through the uprights, you, you got to be crushed, you know. But that, that being said, the Thunderbirds had such a good season. They were playing different football than a lot of the other teams. Um, through eight league games, the Thunderbirds' stellar defense only led in 172 points. That was first by 52 points. The next closest team was 52 points behind them, and that was the Calgary Dinos who ended up actually winning. Although the team averaged 28.9 points per game, which sounds high, but for college football, um, that's actually low. Their defense is what really stepped it up. They held opponents way below average to just 21.5 points a game. And their tactic, honing in defense, although it may have not blown up the stat books for offensive figures, it worked. I mean, they got to the finals. They, out on, they allowed only an average of 273 yards in the air and 119 yards on the ground per game. And they led Canada West in total interceptions with 13 on the season. And right up until that championship game, their strong defensive tactic worked. And they had to change their game plan a bit. Calgary being the best offensive team in all of Canada West. And they made it close, you know. There's nothing that can be said. 43-44 as clock expired. 59 yards setting a U-sports record. Uh, 10 yards longer than Nico DeFonte had ever kicked in his life in a game. Come on. like <laughs> Thunderbirds, they, they won right up to the last second and it, it's sad on a positive note though although the the season ended abruptly and with a bit of heartbreak the Thunderbirds did have a Canada West high five all all Canadian selections which was more than the Dinos so goes to prove my point they had a great season yeah you mentioned they didn't have a ton of offense when they did need it though it did step up though it wasn't enough O'Connor had Michael O'Connor the quarterback had a huge game in the championship had a Thunderbird postseason record five touchdowns in that game, which was insane. Yeah, well, their quarterback um, did perform excellent uh, in that championship game and throughout the season. Um, their running game wasn't quite as consistent or as strong. Uh, ben Cummings, uh, the running back, was kind of inconsistent on and off throughout the season. They never really found um, a guy that they wanted to get, hand the ball to on running plays that would give them uh, the, the yardage that they needed. And it, I think... Looking at coming season, it was it was kind of like O'Connor when he'd be on. It seemed like Cummings would almost step down. So it was tricky, you know. Some games they'd be both on, but it was it was having that consistency on offense, which was wasn't there that they always had on defense, and, and it ended up to bite them a little bit. Yeah, looking at the men's soccer, um, the season was full of highlights for UBC. Uh, we talked about them a bunch on this show in the past. There was that amazing uh, quarterfinal win against Mount Royal in extra time. There was um, the 
the rookie of the year uh, for for victory shambu show um the also name of the year in in (laughs) sports um he was um an instrumental part of their season really um they had that three-goal explosion in the first 17 minutes of the semifinal, um, that nail-biting comeback victory with just 20 minutes to play in the Canada West final, um, where uh, centre-back Connor Galerme earned his place in men's soccer history with scor- by scoring the game-tying goal with 10 minutes left and the game-winner in extra time from centre-back. There was the amazing qu- quarterfinal in the national championship against the University of New Brunswick, where the UBC tied it up with seven minutes remaining and again won in extra time. There were just so many exciting down-to-the-wire games this season. Unfortunately, they weren't able to win at all. They finished fourth in the U-Sports National Championship after using, losing in the semifinal to Université de Montréal. Yeah, the good news for the Thunderbirds, though, is that most of the pieces from this great run will still be there next season, including the Rookie of the Year, Victory Shimbusho, with this national championship experience under their belt men's soccer should be a force to be reckoned with next season. This season, they left it late, often in games, and I think that's what, although it's exciting soccer, it's not the way to win, and they need to be dominant early on in games, which we saw in the quarterfinal game against UNB, which was their best overall performance of the season. Although they didn't win it all, they still won Canada West. Like, this soccer team with Victory Shambusha as a rookie won Canada West. What are they going to be able to do with him as a second, third, and fourth year? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking to a big, se- big 2018 for this UBC men's soccer team. The women's season was pretty disappointing. They were really excellent in the regular season. They were expected to be national championship contenders, but they didn't even make it to the national championship, sadly, after they lost um, the semifinal to Trinity Western. Uh, they looked really outclassed in that game. Uh, before, th- before the Canada West semifinal, they looked incredible. They had lost just twice all season. They finished one point behind... Uh, Trinity Western, who were the conference leaders, they were scoring at an impressive rate with uh, 2.52 goals per game and scoring 50% or more of their shots on target. They also um, were the team that had the U Sports Women's Player of the Year, Jasmine Danda, and also had the conference assist leader in Amon Shergill, who um, was a pretty high-scoring force herself as well. But they weren't able to get it done against the league number one in the conference semi, and they did not advance to the national championships. And a bit of a letdown. This team's getting older, and they do have some new players coming in, as UBC is always able to recruit well and get top-ranked players across the country and from around the world. But it seems like the dynasty that they had built and that Jessica Donda kind of epitomized might be going a bit downhill, um, just getting older, you know. And maybe these new players will provide just as great of an, a turnout as the, the old vets, but it's, it's kind of up in the air. Yeah, it's really disappointing they weren't able to make it to the uh, national championships this year. But nevertheless, they were still able to win the Canada West bronze medal. They were one of the best teams overall in the conference this season. So should still be counted as a good year for UBC women's soccer. We're going to do a little bit of a recap here. Um, traditional, you know, UBC fashion, they're they're great. We are really good at sports. Um it's been nothing short of impressive championships, records, all-star selections. We're going to do a little bit of recap of 2017's highlights. There was a 19-1 men's basketball season last year. Women's and men's cross-country had an NAI sweep in Vancouver, Washington. That was in November. A championship performance for the ages by the UBC football team. And you know what? Lost by one, but it happens. There was a seventh straight McRae Cup for the women's field hockey. Talking about dynasties. Uh, Avery Lee of women's golf won her first individual championship, and Andrew Harrison of the men's, who's a force to be reckoned with, repeated his championship at that same tournament, as well as taking the top spot at the 
Concordia Invitational. Women's ice hockey won Canada West for a second consecutive year and are making a strong push to do it a third. Men's rowing repeated as Canadian University rowing champions. And rugby dominated all of Canada and the world by winning the inaugural Canadian University Men's Rugby Championship, as well as the Round Saffle and Rugby's World Cup. They beat Berkeley. I mean, our rugby team is nuts. And we, it, it doesn't get the attention that it really should. Men's soccer claimed Canada West Howe, while women's Jessica Danda won the Canada West Player of the Year Award. The, the U-Sports Player of the Year U-Sports Player of the Year Award. Thank you, Eric. Um, also Jasmine Danda. Jasmine Danda. Excuse me. No worries. Uh, UBC Swimming swept Canada West titles, as well as the Odlum Brown Colleges Cup, while sending multiple swimmers to represent Team Canada on the world stage. And we have Olympian swimmers here, which is super cool. Men's track and field came, uh, became 2017 NAIA champions. Champions, and last but not least, women's volleyball won the U Sports title in 2017. And both women's and men's are now making strong pushes in the volleyball side. It was a crazy year full of highlights for current athletes at UBC. And I don't know how many accomplishments I honestly just mentioned, but that's probably only half. There's so many to count. UBC sports, I think underappreciated on the on the global scale especially because a lot of sports are looked at in the states right to be big but we send so many olympians and we have so many great athletes here at ubc it's it's crazy yeah and on top of the great performances from ubc students this year a number of thunderbird alumni are going to be receiving honors as well as a total of 11 ubc alumni will be inducted into the bc sports hall of fame this year one of them is tom johnson who was a longtime swimming coach at ubc and is the current canadian national team coach he arrived at UBC in 1989 and was named U Sports Coach of the Year 12 times while in charge of the Thunderbirds. Joining Johnson are 10 members of the 1991 Canadian National Men's Rugby Team, which made it to the quarterfinals of that year's Rugby World Cup, Canada's best ever finish at the event. Scott Stewart, David Spires, Roy Radu, Pat Palmer, Norm Hadley, John Graff, Eddie Evans, Glenn Ennis, and Jeff Nauer all attended and played for UBC as well as the national team and will be inducted along with forwards coach Rod Holloway. Big congratulations to all 11 of the inductees. And to my point, UBC puts out incredible athletes. Yeah, of course. Now, as you know, UBC sports are on a holiday break right now, so there won't be any competitive action that we can be bringing you over the next few weeks. The men's and women's basketball teams have been invited to compete in mid-season exhibition matches. The men's team will play a pair of games in Las Vegas on the 20th and 21st of December, while the women's team will play five matches in Cuba starting on the 27th. Viva! <laughs> UB sports, UBC Sports will kick back into gear on the 5th and 6th of January, with women's and men's volleyball hosting the University of Manitoba, starting 6 p.m. Pacific on Friday and 5 p.m. Pacific on Saturday here at UBC's War Memorial Gym. And we'll be bringing you guys that game on the 6th. UBC uh, women's and men's hockey will take on the University of Calgary on that same weekend. The women's team will host while the men's will visit. The men's games will get underway at 6 p.m. Pacific on Friday and 1 p.m. Pacific on Saturday, while the women's team will start at 7 p.m. on Friday and 1 p.m. on Saturday as well. And thank you all so much for tuning in to CITR 101.9. Uh, thank you, Liz, for coming on the show. Looking forward to having you on in 2018. The upcoming show will be Intersections, hosted by the Gender Empowerment Collective. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jacob, Eric, and Jake. Have an incredible rest of your 2017, and cheers to a new year. We'll be back up here in the 11th of January, as always, from 3.30 to 4. Have a great night.